You're listening to the Today's Conveyancer podcast, the leading source of information for residential property lawyers in England and Wales. Don't forget to subscribe and sign up to our free newsletter at todaysconveyancer.co.uk. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Hello, welcome along to the latest Today's Conveyancer podcast. Today I'm talking about upfront information, material information, home sale packs, technology with Ruth Beaton. Ruth is the co-founder of a tech business, Home Sale Pack, and is also a practicing solicitor from the Northeast. It's fab to have you on the podcast, Ruth. Thanks very much indeed for joining. No, thank you so much, David, for having me here. It's uh, it's a little bit overwhelming, I'll say that, because to be going from the day job to this is, it's absolutely surreal. And that's an interesting point of discussion today, isn't it? Because as I say, you are a practicing lawyer. You've obviously done yeah. all of your badges in conveyancing and yes. uh, you've now launched this new business, Home Sale Pack. Tell me in the first instance about yourself, what you've obviously been doing over the past sort of 20 years, and then tell me a little bit about why you've moved over into the dark side of conveyancing. I know, I know. Basically, what we have done is we've looked at where we are in, you know, with the current situation with the profession and just thought, well, hang on, what can we do to make a difference? How can we make this easier? Basically, one of the ideas that we came up with was if you've got everything in first instance, then surely that should make the transaction not only, you know, quicker to go through, but also just provide some kind of certainty to the transaction as well. So this is where Home Sale Pack comes in. Home Sale Pack's basically just all up from front information. So it's your title, plans, searches, EPCs, you know, uh, any supporting documents as well. So it will have any marriage certificates in there if that's an issue with the title. It'll also have any plan permissions, new bill warranties, anything that would have been asked during the transaction. We try and get uh, in place in first instance. What precipitated the launch of this? Because as I say, you've got the day job that will no doubt be keeping you very busy Mm. as it has done for a lot of the industry over the past couple of years. Do you know what? I think it's been a couple of factors. Um, there's definitely been a shift in the current industry uh, over the past four years. And it's something which is kind of hammered home as well. You know, I, I practiced all the way through COVID and stamp duty holidays and, and you know, the back end of the Liz Trust days and, you know, all of that. And it, it's been really, really difficult. It's one of those situations where you've seen really good people come out of the profession because they couldn't hack it. And you've seen new people try and come in and embrace it. But there's definitely been a shift in skill set in the people who are working in the profession. And I think everyone's a little bit downtrodden as well. So everyone's so scared of either PI claims coming about them. So they raise every single inquiry under the sun or, you know, that they they don't have the the knowledge and the experience to, to physically run the file. So. What we've done is we've kind of gone, right, OK, not only have clients turned into gremlins where they've stayed up too late, had some sugar and got wet and they start screaming at us every two seconds. We've also kind of looked and said, well, what can we do for the profession? How can we make it better? And one of the things that we believe we can do is if we can just take some of the mundane stuff away from, you know, the everyday of uh, of the profession, then we can we can make it better. You know, it's just stupid things like 
when you're practicing, you're not practicing in law anymore. You're arguing over whether a boiler has been serviced or whether electrics have been tested. You're not arguing over the legal points of the title, whether there is a rectification that needs to be done. Um, and, and that's what I want the profession to get back to. I want to I want to be able to say, well, look, let us take everything back away from you so that you can do your day job that you, you've trained so hard to do. There'll be a number of listeners nodding along, Ruth. Absolutely no doubt about it, because it has been tough. You're right. I want to pick up on what you said there about the role being a little mundane. Uh, the podcast has previously identified that around, I think it's something like 20% of a transaction is actually taken up by just collecting data, mm-hmm. uh, never mind analysing it. Uh, so this is an effort really to what try and streamline that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So it is, it, it, it's gone. And again, because I've been in the profession for 20 years, I've seen it change over those years. So it's gone from not caring whether a boiler has been serviced to, well, no, no, we're, we're going to advise our clients not to proceed if you don't get your client to service that boiler prior to completion. And it's, it is just a collection of information rather than actually doing the legal part that we're paid to do. So if we can utilize the AI, the technology, to collect all of that information in first instance, it's like having that perfect contract pack in that in in place, so that when it gets passed to the solicitors, all they're doing is they're looking at it and going, "Oh my God, this is amazing! I've got all my fencing certificates, I've got all my planning permissions, I can see that I've got all my guarantees." Right, where are we with the title? Okay, well, I can see that there's a couple of restricted covenants. Is there anything that needs to be done in relation to them? That they're doing their actual job. They're not doing that data collection, which, you know, takes up so much time now. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a moment because you said that in the time that you've been practicing, we've gone from people not being particularly bothered about whether the boiler's been serviced to it being a a blocker to to the transaction. But that's what clients want. And it's really important that as a profession, whether it's the estate agents, whether it's the conveyances, that we deliver that to the client, surely. Absolutely. But I think there has to be a clear kind of line about what our instructions are as a as a lawyer. You know, we're not paid to advise whether the boiler has been serviced, whether the fire alarm's got batteries in it whether the guttering needs to be emptied or cleared prior to completion. What we're paid to do is we're paid to look at all of the legal aspects of the transaction and make sure that it adheres with all current legislations and laws, not the the state of the property, whether it's got a bit of rubbish in the garden. To be honest with you, it does. I don't care. I don't care if it's got rubbish in the garden. I care whether it's got a massive extension on the back and it's a listed building with no planning permissions and there's a restrictive covenant saying that they can't do it. That That's what I'm paid to do. So there are gaps that this information seems to fall through because it doesn't feel as though it's the role of the mortgage broker or the lender or the estate agents. And it's certainly not the role of the conveyancer. I don't seem to be able to have a conversation about technology at the moment without talking about AI. And I know that's a part of your product. Is this something that you think that AI can solve that that information piece? And then sort of second and follow up question, who is responsible for collating all of that information then? So AI can certainly assist. If it's a situation where the AI can pick out 
all of the key terms that we need to know. So all of the key phrases like your restricted covenants and easements and all of that and acknowledge where they are. It just makes the job easier to to be able to look at the title and make sure that everything marries up with what it needs to be. Who's responsible for creating it? I mean, it, it's one of those things we are integrating AI into our product, and but it, it it's not as simple as what everyone thinks. Everyone thinks that you can just tell a computer and me six months ago is what exactly I thought as well. You could just go, well, well, why can't the computer just do that? Why can't it just find all of this stuff? Well, no, it's got to learn like a human has to learn. So we are in the process of, of teaching and doing some kind of machine learning. I've got to get these in because I, I remember them and I've memorized them. The whole hug and face and lang chain and all of the key jargons that I'm sure people will understand a lot better than I am, but we are trying to utilize all of that. But that's all to assist. It's not to take away anything from the practicing conveyancer. But we still fail to address this issue about who's responsible, where does the responsibility for collating that information lie? And is that one of the reasons why we seem to fail as a as a profession to embrace this opportunity that upfront information presents i think where we are at the minute is it's been a little bit of passing the parcel so responsibility keeps falling to different parties so what you'll find is you'll have estate agents turn around saying well no that's the job of the solicitor solicitor will say oh no that's the estate agent that's the surveyor and that's whoever and i suppose that's one of the reasons why we're trying to do what we're doing with home sale pack we're trying to collate all of the information we're putting the seller in control and we're saying well look actually let let's take you as the starting point because it's your property you know the property more than anyone else you provide us with all of the information that you have we'll go away we'll get all the information that we can and then what we'll do is we'll pass that on to the estate agent so we're not trying to be a solution just for an estate agent a solution just for a conveyancer just for a seller we're trying to look at everything as a whole and say right okay where, where can we benefit the estate agent? Well, we can benefit the estate agent by assisting with the ID of the with, of the seller, making sure they're the true person, by getting all of the upfront information that they need in relation to the material information, and then getting that so that they can market the property. For the seller, what we're saying to them is get everything completed now, get your property information forms in, let us get your title, let us utilize the technology and AI that we have in our product to check that everything's right, let you know if there's anything that needs to be done in relation to corrective actions. And then that decision is then lies with you. You then take that pat to the solicitor and say, well, actually, I know that I may need a deed of variation for this. I may need this. I am well aware of it. So let's get that underway now rather than trying to argue with it for 15 weeks down the line and then decide then that we need to do something. We've now got the material information parts B and C in place. Yes. And the big opportunity there is that they actually say very explicitly to instruct the conveyancer, instruct the yep. solicitor much earlier in the transaction. Yeah. The objection that I find with that when I talk to firms is that that's great, but there's a cost associated with this. There's a cost associated with what you're talking about, Ruth, ultimately, which yes. is that at some point we've got to review this information. It's not just it's not enough just to collect it. We have to review this information as well. But yep. If the transaction doesn't go through, obviously there's a cost associated with that. Have you thought about how that works with your product or even in your own business? 
So with our product, that's one of the reasons why we're trying to to offer a solution to it. So yes, there will be a cost to the seller in first instance because we have disbursements that we have to pay out for if we're ordering searches, which needs to be it's necessary for the for the new material information in BNC. Um, then we have to be able to cover the cost for that. So what we're doing is yes, there'll be an initial cost to the seller for our pack, but what we're saying is well actually. You, you meet that cost in first instance to get the property live. But once you get a buyer, if you want to try and tie that person in, if that person's really, really keen on the property and is a serious buyer, what they can do is they can reimburse that monies to the seller at that point. And then it means that, you know, that you've got the serious buyer. They are prepared to go ahead with the transaction. And then all of the information can be passed to the solicitors from there. So it means that there's not going to be an argument over... Solicitors opening files, taking money on account, properties not selling, or you know, I I I I lived through the home information pack, so I did practice as a solicitor, so I'm well aware of all the pitfalls that we had during that, and it was there was a lot of properties where it, it just got overcomplicated because you couldn't put a property live without instructing the solicitor, but because of the day and age we were in, we were opening files, writing to them, posting stuff out, waiting for documents to come back. It was taking far too long to sell, but we're not there anymore. You know, properties are selling a lot quicker. Um, and if you have got that full transparency and confidence with the pack that we're providing, then it should be a one-stop solution for everyone. The other thought process is that you're collecting all of this information at the outset. Where does it go after that? I mean, there, there are logbook companies now, obviously, out there that are collecting this information. Are there plans for you to be a logbook company or do you see that you feed into a logbook company in some way? Where we are at the minute is we're producing the packs. However, what we are looking at is those packs will be stored. So it may be that if the property sells again, people can log in, they can look at the information that's already been provided and they can add to it. So that will be something that we look at down the line. But where we are at the minute, we're still you know, we're still very new to this market. So yes, it will be something that we look at in the future. But at present, where we are is we're just the upfront information. There are a number of providers now out there that are really getting on board with this. Obviously, the material information changes makes a big difference, makes a big impact and creates a big opportunity. And the challenge has always been getting the different providers of information within the same transaction to work together is that a yeah. is that a challenge that you recognize and how are you tackling that so what you've got to remember is we're looking from the inside out rather than the outside in so we're not some tech company going oh hang on what can i do to cash in on this to assist to you know try and offer a solution to one party in the transaction what we're trying to do is we're trying to provide like a one-stop solution to everyone so where we are is that we are building the technology to benefit the estate agent, benefit the conveyancer, benefit the seller, benefit the buyer, to make sure that everything's there. We are embracing the technology to because we're going to have to. You know, this is the day and age that we're in. We can't go and sit in our caves and think that our quills are going to last for another 10 years. You know, this is, this is the way the industry is going. But I just want to make it very clear that we're not a tech company. We are, we're making the tech work to our specifications with what we know, our knowledge, and 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 not not the other way around. So on a practical level then, 
how does home sale pack work? Where does it get the information from? How does it then get shared with the firm, the estate agent? And what happens thereafter? I mean, does it feed into the case management, that kind of thing, Ruth? So where we are is the we, we've got access to all of the open data that we're able to do. So we've, we've tried to get as much as we can with where we are at the minute. All of that will be on our platform. Uh, it's all stored on there. It'll be available for the seller in a nice, pretty pack, hence the name, to view and, and see. There'll be like a little summary, like a corrective action report or a health check just to make sure that the property is OK. So that's all ready, available to the seller. The estate agent will be able to get a copy of it. Buyer can log in to view it if they're serious about the property. How it gets shared, what we're looking at is there'll be partnerships with certain estate agents where we say, well, look, once the property sells, it can be literally attached to the memorandum of sale. Obviously, if our law firm's instructed in the sale of the property, we'll be able to attach the contract as well. So there'll be integrations like that. But I think because it's an upfront pack, there's not as much need to have it plug in to anyone's case management system. It's there as an inf in is information rather than as a, a solution or, like I say, a plug-in for them. And what's the direction of travel for the business? You're obviously integrating it into your own firm, but there'll be wider opportunities for you to work, as you say, with other agents and conveyances, no doubt. Do you know what? I, I literally just want to be one of those companies where people go, yeah, I need a home sale pack. Before I can put the property live, I need to know. I just want that confidence and reassurance and for everyone to understand why we're doing this product and we're not doing it for financial gain, although that would be nice at some point in the transaction. We're doing it out of the frustration. We're doing it to genuinely help the profession as a whole. And it would be really nice if we could just be that 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 household name and have that kind of reputation where people say, actually, it's really beneficial to have this. Like we understand why we have to do this because our house is going to sell a lot quicker. We're going to make sure there's no fall throughs. You know, we're going to make everyone's life easier. That That's my ultimate goal. One of the biggest criticisms that I've come across of things like this is that we're dumbing down conveyancing in some way. Now, I know that that's not your intention because obviously you've said you want to get back to that that bit of the process that actually the, the lawyer is 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 needed for ultimately. But what do you say to people who are looking at this and going, oh, you know, here's another here's another product. Here's another person trying to dumb dumb down conveyancing yeah so i mean that is definitely not what we're trying to do what we're trying to do is we're putting the onus back on the seller so it's for the seller to get all of the the documentation to support the property and put the conveyancer back in control put them back to where they're meant to be in relation to you know what they've done all the training for to learn the legislations you know Going off uh, tangent a little bit, you know, the, the Building Safety Act is a massive thing at the minute where you've just got so many law firms who've just gone, oh, no, no, I'm not doing it, not doing it. I, I don't feel comfortable doing it, so I'm just not doing it. But why? You know, that I've never, ever known a time beforehand where as a profession, we've turned around and said, oh, actually, we're just not going to deal with any new legislation because that's not what we're paid for. Well, sorry, that's exactly what we're paid to do. We're paid to go away, read the legislation, interpret the inter um, the legislation and, and work out and advise the clients into the best ability that we can. We're not paid to then turn around and say, oh, well, actually, no, my job is to 
going back to the boiler certificate, argue about whether it's been serviced or not. No, it, it, this this is my frustration, and that's what we need to get back to as a profession. I feel like it's almost been our own fault that we've started to be kind of looked down on and disrespected because we're not up in our game. We're not kind of looking at everything as a whole. We're not doing what we what what we've trained to do, and and that's what I want to get back. I want to put the seller back in control of doing everything they need to do in relation to the. Like I said, the mundane parts of the property, and I want to put the conveyancer back in control of doing what their their job is, which is the legal aspects. I get your frustrations. Your passion comes across in spades, and I I absolutely believe that the practitioner in you is really passionate about driving this change through, and really ultimately taking advantage of the opportunity that these material information changes provide. Yeah, and I don't want to be reliant on a tech company to do it for me. I want to take control. I want to turn around and say, I know what I'm doing. I know what needs to be done in relation to the tech. And I'm going to build something which everyone is going to benefit from and not just make millions for the tech company who think that they can take advantage, I suppose, I'm going to say. And, and that is my passion. And if I can stand up and do this, it means that other people can stand up and do this as well. And we can start leading the profession to get us back where we need to be. It does feel as though we are at the, not at the start of the curve, because I, I think there's been this innovation around for a few years, but we, we certainly haven't reached a tipping point with this yet. But I, I sense that we're not a million miles away from it, that if we can get these disparate products and services working together, and competition's good, competition is important in this space. I don't think anybody is is decrying that. And in fact, the government have been pretty open about the fact that they want that. But if we can get that all working together, then I think we can probably make a bit of a change and the funny thing is here and and you may have some thoughts on this yourself Ruth we've talked about speed in in property transactions ironically that's not always what the client wants they just need certainty yeah they don't need to be out of the house in three weeks because that doesn't give them enough time to plan everything but they just need certainty around that exchange and completion date Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest things in any transaction. It's always about the communication. So, yes, speed's nice because, you know, if we can get it through quickly, then it's always a bonus. But it's always about the confidence and the knowledge as well. And it's it's, it's that situation that I keep going back to. If a client knows it day one that there's a problem with their property, it gives them the opportunity to put it right and it, it, it right up front rather than waiting all the way down the line. I know from my clients, if I've got a deed of variation that's needed and I'm arguing with another solicitor for, for like I say, 17 weeks before that comes about, it's that frustration that the client doesn't know where to go, what to do. They've lost kind of, it, they, it becomes quite disheartening for them. So it's providing that level of service as well. That's as much as we've got time for on the podcast this week, Ruth. But it's been fantastic to chat. Thank you so much for sharing your insight. Thank you so much for having me. The Today's Conveyancer podcast is available on your preferred podcast provider. It's also available on todaysconveyancer.co.uk. My thanks to Ruth. Thank you as ever for listening and we'll see you again soon.
You're listening to the Today's Conveyancer podcast, the leading source of information for residential property lawyers in England and Wales. Don't forget to subscribe and sign up to our free newsletter at todaysconveyancer.co.uk. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter.